Hi, welcome to episode three of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm your host, Melissa Vera. Join me today as I chat with Stacy Coleman, the Executive Director of Animal Farm Foundation, about the Pets Together program. Learn about all this wonderful organization is doing. Hi guys, it's Melissa from Adventures of Frugal Mom and for Chats from the Blog Cabin. I also have a special guest with me today. I have Allie. Allie's on here because we are talking about how you can have virtual pets um, in your Zoom calls. And I have Stacy Coleman from the Animal Farm Foundation with us. And Stacy, tell us a little about yourself. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Stacy Coleman. As you said, I'm the executive director at an organization, a nonprofit uh, called Animal Farm Foundation. And what we do is we fight discrimination against pet owners, uh, make sure that all animals in shelters have the equal opportunity to go home. We advocate for keeping pets in homes. We do the on the ground work to help that happen. Uh, and we have three different programs that we offer to support our mission. One is the service dog program where we have dogs that have been labeled pit bull that come from shelters that we train on staff on site at our farm uh, with professional trainers uh, to do service work for people who need a dog for equal access. And then we give those dogs to those people. And then we have a program that's similar, but it's canine narcotics detection. So we take shelter dogs labeled pit bull out of the shelters, see if they like to do that work because narcotic sniffing is really just one big game for the dog. And uh, we have them trained by a specialized trainer in Texas. And then we donate those dogs to uh, police departments and particularly schools all across the country to find illegal drugs on campus or in traffic stops. And then we also have a program that we run out of Rikers Jail on Rikers Island that's called Paws of Purpose. And dogs from shelters go and live with the, the incarcerated folks at Rikers. And the folks who are incarcerated learn to get along and make a schedule and provide care for the animals 24 seven. Uh, it's kind of a social skills program, but it's done with dogs. Uh, it helps everybody get along. Um, so that's a little bit about us. What is um, the success rate for, especially for the ones with the prison, the dogs that go into the prison? What is, do you have success rate for that? We don't track uh, the dogs that don't feel comfortable going uh, into the prison. One of the things that's really great about the program is it, it tells us a lot about the dogs because jails and prisons are very noisy and people yell and there's clanging of metal and there's a lot of... Um, regimen and not all dogs thrive in that. So what we've been able to do is really utilize that program to learn more about our dogs uh, that we think would be good fits for the service dog program and also for the canine detection dog program. Because to do working dog stuff, you gotta have a pretty pretty solid, easygoing personality um, and just kind of go with the flow. And we learn that about the dogs that go in to Rikers but the good news is anytime a dog goes into any of our programs and then wakes up one morning and decides, you know, I think I'd just rather lay on the couch today. That's fine with us too. And then they just go into our adoption program. Uh, I love the fact that you're trying to save the pit bulls because a lot of, a lot of even pet stores now you can't like pet smart and stuff like that. You can't take a pit bull into the store because they have such that reputation for that. 
I know. Isn't it ridiculous at this day and age? We also do, um, we fund uh, legal cases on behalf of dog owners because there are some places in this country that still allow it um, and it's legal and it's mandated by ordinance or law that law enforcement can go in and take your pet dog away just because of what your dog looks like. If they say it's a pit bull or a Rottweiler or whatever kind of dog they have on their um, targeted list, and they can just take your dog away and destroy it. And what we've been doing is uh, we have an, a law firm that represents dog owners so that they can fight in federal district court for their right to keep their pets. And we've had great success with that too. That's super cool. Now you're just located in New York, am I correct? Right. We're headquartered in New York. We have staff that um, work all over the country. Our programs are all over the country. And uh, we also have a canine science subsidiary called National Canine Research Council that helps us to um, understand the science behind uh, canine behavior and also our relationship, the human relationship to dogs. Uh, and all those folks who work on that team are located all over the country. Okay, now you've, and you've started a new initiative, which I'm going to actually play the promo for, that I think is really cool. Even though Allie's being super shy today, I don't understand why she's not even looking. She's being shy. But um, um, I'm going to let you guys see the promo for it, and then we're going to talk about it. It's really cool. I love the whole idea behind it. These are my friends. This is Shenanigans. Hi, Shenanigan. This is Linda. How are you? He would say he's fine, but his mouth is full. <laughs> Hi. This is my little girl, Hashtag. This little guy is egg roll. His favorite thing is getting belly rubs. He knows my voice. <laughs> his, favorite, his most favorite thing in the whole world is to be with his mama. In the bathroom, in the bedroom, in my office, everywhere. His favorite thing. <laughs> I have to tell you, this is fun. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for doing this. Now, I love that. Tell us about the pets together. Well, since most of our work is done out in the community, we're on hold right now, just like the rest of the country, but we're so mission driven. We take being a nonprofit very, very seriously. We're very conscientious with our money. We're very careful to make sure that we're always doing something that helps with our mission to bring dogs and people together. So what we decided to do was we took a look around and said, where is there a need? And we realized there is such a need. It's been on the news and the people who work on the front lines and then who live in residential housing, uh, residential like group homes or uh, residential living facilities where people that are older adults live or people with uh, different needs live. And we decided we would create a program that 
would bring our pets to them to visit. Many of the facilities already have dogs or cats or even miniature horses sometimes that come and visit, but that, that can't happen right now. Mm -hmm. And we know just from doing our work that uh, social isolation and feelings of loneliness are an issue even when there isn't a pandemic. So we thought, let's get this done. Let's put our heads together and create a program so we can go visit these folks with a wide variety of animals. And we're pretty lucky because we have, um, we work with dogs and we have a dog shelter and we do the dog programs, but we also are located on a sanctuary farm. So we have cows and horses and a donkey and goats and cats and all kinds of things, plus a variety of pets in our own homes. So we said, let's put this together and just bring some entertainment and uh, hopefully break that cycle of isolation to the folks who can't get any other visitors right now. That is so awesome. I understand you have, uh, you may have a visitor with you today. I have three actually. Oh. They're super excited. There might be a little headbutting. That's if okay. that tells you who I, if it tells you who I've got with me today. They're super excited because the rain finally quit, which means they can come out and eat. And if you've ever had a goat, you know that eating is priority mm -hmm. number one. So let's see what's going on here. So we have shenanigans. Hi. And Melissa, if I don't if I don't have my camera angled correctly, let me know. Yeah, you're good. Okay, so this is shenanigans. He is always the star of the show because he's the most outgoing. So, and he, plus he's, he's very handsome. He's got his, kept his horns and he does tricks. I didn't have time to set us up today because uh, of the rain, but he knows how to jump um, from platform to platform and he will speak for a uh, sunflower seed. And then <laughs> over here are his uh, posture friends. These are twins. Little Monkey Shines and Tom Foolery. Um, they are much more docile than uh, Mr. Shenanigans, who wants to play a game of headbutt with me right now. <laughs> but all of these goats help me do visits. Plus, I have dogs. I have four dogs that sometimes sit in on the visits, too. Um, but we like to have a variety of the, the animals on the call because we never know exactly which animal will resonate with the folks that we're visiting. So... We have, we have only basic information about the folks we're visiting uh, due to uh, HIPAA and privacy laws. We don't, want, we don't ask a lot of questions about the people that we're visiting. So we never really know what's gonna resonate with the folks. So we have a variety of animals and then we take turns talking to the people we're visiting and asking questions about if they've had any pets or if they lived on a farm or if they worked on a farm or do they like particular animals? And chances are we're gonna have one at our um, right at hand so that we can feature that animal during the call. Now you said that you live on a sanctuary farm. Where are these animals coming from on the farm? Oh, all over the place. So um, where we're located, it's horse riding country. And there are a number of riding schools uh, where people go, uh, especially young people go to learn how to ride a horse. There, There's lots of horse keeping in the area. So as you can imagine, there are uh, there's no shortage of horses that need a place to go once they've retired or can no longer ride. And we feel like those animals deserve to live out their life happily and uh, peacefully on the farm. And so what we do is we bring in the older critters and let them uh, just retire into the pasture. Uh, we have a donkey who's, gosh, she must be 20 some years old. Wow. Uh, lives with the horses. She came from a, 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 a local cruelty case. She was living with another horse um, and um, they were best of friends. And 
that friend horse, his name was Skip. He has since passed on, but we still have Jenny who has other horse friends now. We have two cows currently that both came from um, the slaughter truck as babies. Mm -hmm. So they were uh, cows that were headed for um, slaughter, but uh, somebody took them. And then they had a little trouble keeping them because cows get big, especially dairy cows. And they take a lot of space and they eat a lot of food. So those two cows needed a place to go. So they came to us and next week, or maybe it's this week, I'm not sure, we're getting five more cows wow. from a local farm um, that fell onto some financial trouble and needed to relocate the animals. So we said, yeah, we've got the space. We'll take the five cows. And from what I understand, there are three adults and two babies and they're all pretty well bonded. So we said, yeah, we'll take the whole crew. And let's see. So uh, the other animals like these goats here live at my house. I'm very, I live pretty close to the farm, but they're my pet goats. Um, they were, one came from a, a special case um, where he wasn't getting shenanigans came from a case where he wasn't getting the care he needed. Um, so he came to us and then the other two came as a pair to keep shenanigans company. But we do have other goats that move through sometimes. The, we're fortunate enough to have a setup where we can house a variety of animals um, short term or long term. So it's not unusual for us to have goats or pigs or <laughs> just other any kind of critter that's on their way passing through to their next home. Okay, so let's talk about the Pets Together program. How do people get um, signed up for a Zoom call? Uh, it's super easy. All you do is go to petstogether.org. Uh, the website, and you sign up. You as you click on schedule a visit, and a drop-down menu of available appointments shows up, and you pick your time. Tell us a little bit about the facility that you're uh, calling from or scheduling an appointment for, and that's the information that we go on. And then once we have that call scheduled, uh, all of the volunteers, we have, I think, around 100 volunteers now, but my gosh, we sure could use some more. So if anybody's watching and wants to volunteer, we could use more volunteers because we're so busy. Uh, but then what we do at the, the predetermined time is we call the facility and there are usually six people on the call uh, with six different animals. And we just take it from there. We're super flexible. We go with the flow because we know how busy these places are to caring for people and emergencies come up. And it's it can be certainly very chaotic and short staff and so on and so forth. So we're super easygoing, flexible. Uh, we do our best to engage with everybody who's there. Sometimes we just entertain them. Sometimes we have um, more in-depth conversation about families or what they're feeling. Um, but it varies from call to call. And I, I cannot tell you how wonderful it is. It's, I can't even express it. So we hope that everybody we visit feels good about it too. But inevitably, when we're done with the calls, we feel pretty good too. Because it's, it's just happy to see other people smile when you show them your goats or your dog or your silly cat trick. Especially if somebody that's grown up on a farm or hasn't seen farm animals up close, you know, that's something really cool for them to do. Absolutely. Now, does it, do they have to be in a facility or can they um, call in for or sign up for a Zoom call from like if they're isolated at home? Well, we have phase two that we hope to get to, which is another reason why we need more volunteers. Um, right now, it's just for people living in group settings. Um, for uh, 
it's a little more challenging technology-wise for people living individually, but we would really like to be able to to figure out the model that works for that as well, because that is so, so important. The people who are living alone and, and perhaps feel disconnected or, or lonely or, or feeling isolated, we want to be able to reach those folks too. Now, is there anything that you su suggest that if, if facilities want to reach out to you, what they should do or a certain type of patient to look for? Oh, no. Anybody who loves to look at animals. Sometimes we get folks who say, I don't want to look at animals and that's fine too. Um, but usually we end up with lots of smiles, even the toughest customers we can win over with a silly goat trick. So um, it's super, we try to make it as easy as possible for the facilities because we know how busy they are. Um, all they have to do is call in at the, at the prearranged time and we take care of the rest. Um, normally, how long does a call last? They're scheduled for 30 minutes. Uh, we do make exceptions sometimes and, and do longer calls, um, but each call lasts about 30 minutes. Is there anything else you wanna share? How can people donate as well? Because I know you probably need donations as well. We sure do. Oh, shenanigans just gave me a little nibble. <laughs> he, wants some more, he wants some more camera time. Hi, shenanigans. <laughs> You're on TV, bud. Internet TV. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's a donate button uh, on our uh, Pets Together uh, website. And if somebody can can support our work, that would be really great. Because like you said, yeah, times are, times are tough. Um, we're doing our best, though. We're still spending smart and trying to make as big of impact as we possibly can. And where are the volunteers coming from? Are they local to New York? Are they all over the country or... They're all over the country. So it's super easy to be a volunteer too. We want this to be a program that's really accessible to everybody. Um, if you go to the website, you can sign up to be a volunteer. Again, on PetsTogether.org, you can sign up to be a volunteer there. There's a very easy survey to fill out. We only ask basic questions. We don't even ask any personal questions about the people that we are taking on as volunteers. They tell us a little bit about themselves and about their pets. Um, but we don't want to invade anybody's privacy either. So we have a short conversation with them, give them some tutorial information about how the whole process works, and then invite them to join us on a call. Uh, we have had really good luck with volunteers. Everybody's been great, but we also have it arranged in a way so that the facilitator on the call can uh, take a volunteer off or, or mute somebody if we ever have any trouble. But I just can't imagine that happening because I think mostly people are pretty good. Now the pets, those that volunteer with their pets, what kind of pets are you looking for? Are you looking for the ones that are more outgoing, the ones that are shy and quiet? Um, what It doesn't matter, any pets and all pets because you never know who's gonna, what's gonna resonate with the folks on the call. So we like to have a variety of animals. Uh, it's We hope that the people who are on the call feel comfortable making conversation with complete strangers. And you really need to have a sense of humor to be on these calls because animals do funny things and they're not predictable. Yeah. Right, shenanigan? As uh, shenanigans is biting my finger. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, the, the folks need to be able to go with the flow because when we're dealing with a variety of people in situations that we're just not in facilities that we're not that familiar with, we have to be ready to just roll with the punches. So you have to be a good listener so you can get clues about what the people are interested in. And you have to be conversational and be able to make a conversation out of not much at all. 
Has there, has there ever been any awkward moments during these conversations that you kind of, or is that why the facilitator is the one that's kind of taking the route of the call? Well, the facilitator is the one that if somebody gets stuck, then the facilitator can pop in with a question to get the person who's doing the visit unstuck. So it's not uncommon, especially with some of our memory care places that we visit, that somebody that we're visiting with will say something that doesn't seem um, appropriate for the moment or may seem a little funny or out of place or out of context, or they might be hard to understand. And uh, the visitors learn pretty quickly to just go with the flow. But if they get stuck, then that's when the facilitator can come in and, and ask the visitor a question about their animal to get them going again, to help facilitate and get through that awkward moment. But uh, generally, I would say there's not really much at all. Um, people now, are good. I have to ask you, what's the most unusual pet that's been on the Zoom call? Oh, my goodness. I think maybe a bearded dragon. He's actually quite popular. His name is Casper. He makes a lot of the calls. Uh, he lives with one of the people who's one of uh, Cassidy, who's one of our primary facilitators. But this afternoon, we have a new volunteer joining our call at four o'clock who lives with parrots and macaws. So that'll be a first for us to have talking parrots and trick parrots. Um, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> he wants he wants his time on camera, doesn't he? <laughs> He knows he knows exactly what I'm doing. He wants to be on camera. Don't you? Oh, that's my hair. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the pets go. Basically any pets. I mean, even if someone wanted to bring a snake on. Yep. We've had snakes. Yeah, we've got one volunteer as a snake and also has a turtle. Uh, so we've had those. Um there's really no limit. We have people who actually have larger working farms and they bring their horses on or they have many miniature horses that they use for therapy visits. This has been popular with folks who do therapy work visiting um, in, in the good times. So they have been joining the calls with their pets so they can still have their pets and make a difference in somebody's day even if they can't go visit in person. Well, mine's made the appearance, but she kind of doesn't want to make the appearance. She's being silly today. Allie, look at the camera. Hi, Allie. So is there anything else that you would want to share? Uh, no, other than if you want to participate in this, uh, just sign up and we'll get you through it. You don't need to worry about about if it's hard to volunteer or not, we'll talk you through it. And really this is just about having fun and and breaking that cycle of isolation. There's no particular um, trick to it or magic to it. We're just uh, kind folks with funny animals trying to make a difference for people. And if you wanna join us, please sign up. And also if you can't, don't have a pet, but you wanna donate, there's a donate button on your website as well. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for sharing your your barnyard friends with us. And thank you for coming on and sharing about this amazing program that is really helping people cope during COVID-19. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for spending the time with me and for being able to laugh at my goat shenanigans, who's always up to shenanigans. That's <laughs> <a wonderful> name. <laughs> so have a good rest of your day. Thank you so much. Be safe. All right. You too. Bye. -bye. Bye. 
Okay, guys, coming up, I hope you enjoyed that. Allie did make an appearance, as you can see. She's here with me right now. And I hope you will join us on um, Wednesday, where I'm talking to Kristen from Tabletop Media. And she is going to be talking about, I'm trying to get Allie where she'll stand up, but she won't stand up for you. There she goes. Say hi, Allie. Hi. Um, Kristen from Tabletop Media will be on. And she will be talking about all her businesses that she covers, things about social media as well. And Allie, I don't know why she's being super shy today. She's being shy. She's being super shy. Let's see if I can hold her like a baby. Nope, can't hold her like a baby. Here she goes. But um, like I said, Kristen will be on a Wednesday. So look forward to seeing you. Hope you guys have the rest, a great rest of your day. Hope you enjoyed my chat with Stacy Coleman, the executive director of Animal Farm Foundation. If you're interested in donating or volunteering your pet or yourself for a Zoom call, check out PetsTogether.org. There, it's a really cool organization. I think you would benefit from it. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Be blessed and keep chatting.